What up, Mojax are back. I'm taking about a month off. Um, Christmas, holiday time, a lot to talk about that we've been missing out on. Not anything exciting, I guess. How you guys doing this evening? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I think we just took off because everything's so depressing around Mountaineer <laughs> sports right now. That yeah, that's the truth. We didn't want to come on and just pile on and be negative. Uh, but, you know, we took a little month off. We've been doing this. Guys, I don't know if you all realize this. We're approaching three years of doing this Daggone podcast. Yeah, it's nuts. Started in quarantine in 2020, probably about, what, March or April? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've been rolling with it. And that's li- this is literally the first time we've taken a month off. So uh, we're one man down. It's not because he's given up on the Mountaineers. Just got a lot of. Oh, well, he has given up on the Mountaineers. <laughs> <laughs> he's always given up on the Mountaineers. <laughs> But, yeah, he had uh, kid stuff, pickups, and, yeah. I think he's leaving flying out in the morning, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's going, going to Florida. Yep. So, a little baseball tournament. Yep. Asbury, how you been, man? Well, other than being sick for half the time we've uh, taken our break, not doing too bad. Yeah, it's despising, been – Despising girls' middle school basketball. Yeah, we're actually – you know, it's weird – uh, all of our listeners know that, you know, I'm a basketball guy and we all grew up in Polka. It's going to be weird. My son's playing All-Stars for Hurricane, but at least it's not Winfield. <laughs> because the moment you put on green, I disown you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you should. Any, all, green. any, any shade green, of green. Any shade of green, I disown you. So, uh, you know, we'll let that speak for itself. But we're not going to talk about football in this episode. Let's go ahead and get into it, boys. Uh, big news today is... Larry Harrison has been given the axe in the middle. And now this is what's really odd. It usually doesn't happen in the middle of basketball season that an assistant coach gets fired for not doing anything. I mean, he didn't pull Chris Beard here and beat up his (laughs) fiance. You know what I mean? He did nothing wrong like that. And he got fired. So come out like reasoning. Like, I mean, only thing I, I guess on hugs radio show tonight, he just basically said, he didn't really have a lot to do with it. So now do you believe that? I, I mean, don't. But yeah. that's what he said. I believe it's more now, guys, we I mean, people can you know, I, I'm just gonna air everything out. You know, people will post what we talk about sometimes on message boards and stuff like that. Just where we've been doing this for three years and like covering the TBT, we are more connected with the basketball program than we are the football program. And a lot of that is because Mike Montoro is a jerk and won't give us access to any football <laughs> type stuff. Brian Messerly is the man and we formed relationships. And I know for a fact that we were at an establishment in Charleston and we were talking to somebody that was well-connected when the roster fell apart two years ago. And they pretty much see, told Justin and I, Justin Pritt and I, that Larry Harrison was the root of all those problems that the kids couldn't stand him, blah, 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 blah. But Hugs was loyal to him because he's been with him for so long. And I think if Hugs is trying to say he didn't have anything to do with it, it's because he is overly loyal. And he basically told, hey, I'm going to put this on this new young athletic director. Hey, I want him gone. Can you handle that for me? I can see that. (laughs) Possibly. I mean, man, he's been with him so long. I mean, we're going back Cincinnati, right? 16 16 years, I think. Well, the 16 years here and eight years at Cincinnati, I believe. 
guys, that that is a long time. I mean, someone had to initiate that, though, right? Like they, I mean, what does this new athletic director know? Anything? You know what I'm saying? He just. Oh got- yeah, absolutely. What? Here's the thing, and somebody uh, sent this. One of our faithful listeners just kind of messaged me on Instagram and sent me the post game from the Stony Brook game, and I didn't even. I've been so like. Oh, you I didn't look, hear that? I did not hear that. Oh, when it yeah. Happened. He, yeah. I thought we talked about it. No, well, we haven't recorded since then. I don't oh, think that's guys. true. That's true. We haven't. So, well, I, he, uh, Asbury, you go ahead because I didn't listen to it all. But because I've had trouble listening to Hugs uh, post games, I love Bob Huggins. I do. I think the game, and we'll get into this in a minute. I think the game is passing by. I mean, I just think his philosophies are in the past and people passed us by. But, uh, he's overly loyal, but his post games is just, it's the same thing. We didn't make shots. We did. If we did, we did. And then he throws people under the bus when we lose. But anyways, Asbury, yeah, talk so about that, what he said. So that was the game leading into the Christmas break. And, you know, we played terrible. And so that's when he started in on his normal spiel. Guys aren't in the gym like they were earlier. We got a bunch of BSers on this team, blah, 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 this and that. And he goes, and that's he, and that's when he said that staff included, and starts talking, you know, just basically throwing everybody under the bus. But it was the first time I can ever remember him ever saying anything about his staff, right? And I mean, it was very clear that he 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 was calling somebody out without, you know, he obviously tugs. He doesn't go into any details or anything normally. But, uh, yeah, he, I was taken aback when he said that. And now that this happens, it's very interesting. Well, and, and here's the thing, too, is the rumors were Shane Lyons wanted a staff shakeup. He wanted our assistants to get younger. And supposedly that the, it always pointed towards Eric Martin and Larry Harrison. Well, mm-hmm. Eric Martin gets a head coaching job, and we don't go hire anybody new. We just promote Josh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's a good coach. He's well-liked. But we didn't go out and get anybody new. So, I mean, there – oh, man, I just don't know. It's a lot to process. But the fact that it happened during the season, the fact that over the past five years, we have just – I mean, you had the deuce run when we had Oscar and everybody, but that team didn't live up to its potential. I mean, what it nope. could be. Not at um, all. So, I mean, it just – there has to be changes. I mean, and we, I thought for sure it'd be at the end of the year. I did not expect to see a news that, you know, see the news that Larry Harrison was gone like today. And I I guess they they already announced that they're already started the search for the new. And I mean, you bring a coach in mid year. That's just really strange. Well, I mean, that's familiar. You know what I'm saying? You can't boys. I know, I know who it should be. And you guys know who it should be too. Yeah. 100%. You, you are. I, I think he's available. Yeah, I mean, the man, James Long, has been on this podcast more than any guest we've had because of the TBT when we've jumped all in with that. And young guy, energetic. He, great, I get, I get what? Great coach, knows his crap. I mean, uh, works hard at what he does, studies, film. I mean, I, that's that's always been the main um, the main comment from any player or anybody that's been around him is how much he puts effort into – game film and I guess studying the process. So, well, and I mean, he was so good at that and proved himself so much to hugs uh, 
the first time that as soon as he graduated, he had a job like on staff, like he was on staff before he got the West Virginia tech job as like our video coordinator. So I'm yeah. pretty sure. Isn't that right? Asbury. I don't think I'm, he was like a GA maybe nah, for one year. I thought he got a maybe, job immediately, but I, I think you're right. I think he was straight on staff. So I think if you want a seamless uh, transition for the rest of this year, you go get James Long and see what he could do because, and that just kind of gets me into my next topic. Um, you know, boys, we're own four in conference play again. <laughs> I mean, and there's a lot of reasons why, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent, and then I, you know, you guys can kind of fill in the blanks here. We, and I used this analogy earlier. Our offense, if you want a football analogy, offense. Yeah, that it's like we're running. <laughs> it's like we're running the wing T. And everybody else is still is running the spread in a wide open offense. That's what so, I feel like we're watching. So my daughter, who I referenced a minute ago, plays middle school basketball, eighth grade. She does not watch a lot of basketball. It drives me crazy that she plays it and won't watch it. But last night she was actually watching the game with me last night. And she's sitting there and she looks at me and she goes, why aren't they moving? Yeah. <laughs> She goes, shouldn't they cut or do something? They're just standing there. And it was like 20 seconds later, she was like, they still haven't moved. I'm like, it's a, she's an eighth grader who doesn't watch basketball, and she's seeing the same thing because it's not that hard to see. They just stand there. Guys, I was, we were running the, the flex cut at Polka Middle School in the late 90s, early 90s, if you're Justin Pritt. Uh, like, we were running the flex cut, and we start it, at – at the highest level of college basketball, if you look at any analytics, the Big 12 is the best. And we start almost every offensive possession running the flex cut on the baseline or trying the little triangle action to throw it down low. And nobody else does that. And you know what? I've, we always bitch about the refs and everything else about how, you know, there's fouls called and it's physical. Maybe it's because, you know, and it's not maybe. We muddy up and we make the game of basketball horrendous to watch make it we made it pretty rough uh because i watch other games and I, like obviously if there's a basketball i mean i'm watching boston and brooklyn right now it's just like it basketball is not meant to be played like that anymore and that's my analogy it's like we're still stuck in like the wing t power eye when nobody else is doing that anymore and it's not successful well that's my thing as you watch these other teams you know we're owned four and you watch the teams we played some teams like Kansas just look like they were way more athletic than us. Yeah. But other teams, there were, you know, Baylor had guys who just, they had the one guy who could get his own shot anytime he wanted to, and he made most of them. But then you watch teams like, you know, yeah, should or could we have won Kansas State, Oklahoma State? Yes. But if you watch how they play and how they move the ball and they pass it, and then Hugs goes on there and talks about after the game how we don't pass it very well. Well, first of all, we have to stand there and wait for five guys to line up and then run these cuts, which everybody knows where they're going. Right. So they just get in front of us and keep us from cutting to where we want to go, which takes forever. And then the guy's just out there dribbling the ball, and then he complains about the – well, he's got to sit there and dribble it while we're running 14 cuts that don't do anything. Yeah, and, and I said that last night to you all. I said, 
guys, the other teams know where we are going so well. That's how much we haven't changed up. Our they just offense. go to that spot. They go. They beat us to that spot. So it's bad to watch right now. And and then, um, you know, I saw this posted on Twitter today from you know some people hate the source, but we are twenty eight and forty seven in the past five seasons to this day to this point in Big Twelve play. Twenty eight. When you go what? Well, when you go four and eighteen in the last year and a half or year and a quarter, it, it tends to make it look yeah. really bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it is. Bubba, what you got about what you're seeing out there? Bubba, Nothing. did you did you watch it? Is Bubba alive? <laughs> no, no, Bubba's not alive. But here, so we'll live. <laughs> I had to go grab my charger real quick. My phone's about to die. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> No, and, and here's another thing, Bubba, you can chime in in a minute. And, you know, Huggins almost has this animosity towards, like, pack line defenses. You know what I mean? Pack it in, make people shoot over top of you, get in the gap, help. He's always uh, complaining about us getting straight up, li- straight line drives to the rim. Well, that, that's also a philosophy that's outdated now. Most people that are successful and ha- – why would you – bash Virginia for running the pack line when traditionally year in year out they're the top everything of efficiency in defense you know what I'm saying when Chris Beard had it going at Texas Tech what did they run the freaking pack line you know what I mean so I mean it's just we're running stuff that he ran and he always talks about Cincinnati but the Cincinnati days has passed by the game of basketball and he's got this staff whatever he does with it if he's going to stick around and you everybody knows we are Bob Huggins, people, Hall of Famer, everything else like that. But you have to make changes, especially if you're not winning. And we are not winning. Bubba? I don't have anything to say. <laughs> well, I just, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm on Pritt's side as far as, like, I'm about done with everything. I mean, it is just, it's hard to watch. Well, and I will say this, and I honestly, I think he law. I mean, he lost the fan base, a lot of it, guys, when you have what potentially could have been, and it's not potentially. I mean, it's like we could have had one of the most talented rosters in the country, and he ran off Oscar Sheboy. You know what I mean? I mean, he did that, and he still continues to bask Oscar, bash Oscar to this day. And, like, when that roster fell apart, then Deuce goes pro. And that's what when somebody sat with us and, you know, Jordan leaves and all these people and Jordan has been moderately like average out at UNLV and that's giving him benefit of the doubt. But still, when all these people leave, when everybody's like, man, this could be the year. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's just like something's wrong. Is Larry Harrison the fall guy? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're. It is really interesting you do that right now. I just don't I don't know what the thought process is. Trying to change chemistry in the middle of the season, I guess. Something had to have happened to spur this to happen in the middle of the season. Well, and I'm not trying to say we're inside sources, but I I, um from from what I've heard it was it was a it was it was intense today (laughs) this morning when the when it went down. So, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's just – and another thing is, if we look at, you know, being 0-4, we've talked about the offense being outdated, the defense, you know, 
isn't there. And then guys, how many times in this era of, in this era of hugs, are we going to say, yep, here we go. We can't make free throws again. I don't understand that. <laughs> like I, we always, it, it seems, I don't know how many years we can go back um, and look and say, man, this team is super talented. We have potential to make a run in the tournament. And then it's like we start off hot, and then, you know, 10 games in, it's like everything falls apart. And, and the thing that kills me with this year's team is we did not play a bunch of cu- cupcakes in the non-conference schedule. No. We played teams that were supposed to win their conference. Uh, we dominated several of them. Um, you know, we hang in there with Purdue, who was the number one team in the country for a while. Um you know, we lose to Xavier, who I think is sitting at the top of the Big East right now. You know what I mean? So, it's just like – and that was a close game. That's a game we should have won. Um, yeah. but Or could have won, not should have. But it's won. like – Well, we're, start, we're starting to see the trend now, though, that close games against good teams were not able to do anything to get us a win. We can't freaking keep guys out on the court. Well, and – and it literally, uh, when we were talking about people knowing what we're doing, there's not a lot of turnover in Big 12 coaching. So it's probably – we may be one of the easiest scouts for other teams because we don't change anything. I mean, we don't change anything. Like, I mean, it's just – it's kind of sad to see. I hate watching us play offense. Hate it. At least when we did press Virginia, it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, maybe that's we, the niche. We got a bunch of we got a bunch of fast break stuff. We didn't have to run offense. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the niche. Maybe you just if Hugs is going to stick around, you just go find some some defensive guys because our quote unquote offensive guys can't throw it in the ocean right now. I mean, I don't understand the other night against Kansas. Stevenson was four for nineteen and was in the game and still shooting threes. Made. Well, who, who else are you going to have to take them, though? That's true. <laughs> Jesus. That is true. So, all right, guys. Well, um, last kind of thing for this basketball episode. We're going to do two kind of uh, short episodes. Uh, we'll do a football one next and release that in a couple of days. But prediction, we're 0-4, 14 league games left, one SEC game against Auburn. How many games are we getting? How, how many league wins are we getting? I think we still pull. I think we pull out six. Six. I, mean, I, I, I think I'm being optimistic at six, but I still think we have it in us to win six. Um, I just don't think they haven't shown me enough yet in the first four. Maybe it's an overreaction because a lot of them's been close, but they haven't shown me enough yet to make me think they're going to win eight or nine. Um, I think it's more likely you win five than nine. I'm just gonna go six. I was I was thinking about eight, but um, that's uh, hopeful. I'm I'm always extremely optimistic. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, I'm always leaning. So I'll I'll say eight just to throw that up there. Well, here's what's crazy: if we get eight and we finish league play at eight and ten, we're a bubble team because our computer rankings were so good before we started league play. And I don't know. I mean, the graphic was out there a couple weeks ago that literally showed um, before conference play started the top 10 toughest remaining schedules in the entire country. And it was the entire big 12. 
I mean, yeah, it was yeah. us. So, you know, if you pick up a couple road wins, but now we're 0 and 2 on the road and 0 and 2 at home. 2 so at you, home. You're going to have to steal one of these road games. And the good thing about that, the way the net works, all these are going to be quad one wins regardless, right? Even the home ones are going to be quad one wins. Basically, yeah, all quad one games. So, and that's what they look at. But, yeah, I mean, we could we get on a roll? Yeah. If uh, firing Larry Harrison was the key to that, if it's truly a problem, you just don't fire somebody hoping like there is a problem. And like I said, we heard that a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, people couldn't stand him, yada, yada, yada. We don't know if that's, I mean, we heard it from somebody within the program, but we'll see what happens, guys. I mean, I personally think you, Bubba said eight, Asbury, you said six. I'm going to go right in the middle and say seven. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, right in that range. If we, we could we get hot, but it's like I feel like every year in Big Twelve play, even the year that we got up to number two, we still lost four or five straight games in a row in the conference that year. I yeah, mean, I feel like did. every year we have lost four or five straight games. So it's, it just it's really hard to do it when it's your first four. You're just in such a deep hole. Yep. And that's the thing, like you can go. I wasn't too distraught about losing on the road. I mean, yeah, we gave away the Kansas State game, Oklahoma game we could have won to Oklahoma State game we could have won. You know, winning on the road in the Big 12 is tough. It's when you give up two home games right off the bat that you're just yep. in it. I mean, like you said, it just puts you in a major major hole. Granted, I mean, Kansas is Kansas. They're they're vastly superior to us athletically if you watch that game. Right. Right. Uh, it's not even close. Right, but Baylor obviously is not playing to the potential that they they're expected to this year. They did not, to me, look like anything special no. outside outside of George. He, the freshman he played, he yeah. played amazing. But other than that, they didn't look special. We had them in foul trouble early, so they couldn't play some of their bigs. Of course, that didn't pan out as none of them fouled out. But um, you, you, that's a game you have to win. Yeah, You have to win that game. Yeah, I mean, they were 0-3 in the conference, too. They're coming to Morgantown. Uh, crowd was jacked up. You know, I, I love them chanting traitor every time Jalen Richards <laughs> touches the ball. And then, you know, it makes me sick, too. Like, that's why we always give Justin a hard time for caring so much and getting so mad about this stuff. It's like, I mean, guys, our potential QB1 – is posting a picture on his story of Jalen Bridges saying, go ball out tonight. I mean, I, I'm not okay with that. No. Like, Nico literally put that in a story, a picture of Jalen Bridges, and put, go ball out tonight. It's like, we typically the fans care more than these kids do, and they are kids. So, it's like, that's why I don't even – guys, I don't know if we've lost so much over the past couple of years. I don't even I, – I mean, I care, but, like, I'm over it within 30 minutes. When it used to be, if we would lose, I would like tore up like well, the rest fun. of the night. Yeah, my, my wife would know not to bother me for at least twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean, it's actually football. Be, yeah, now I used to be I, that same way. Yeah, and even last night, I, 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 my daughter and my wife were both like pissed during the game. Like, why are they doing that? What's going on? And I'm just like, it's just ball. Don't worry about it. Uh, I've just lost that care that i used to have uh i just don't I, it, it doesn't bother me anymore it is what it is what and maybe it's because i've lost some of that passion i don't know i, 
I do know that those kids, that game was over, didn't care anymore. <laughs> right. 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 And, so, why, so why do I? And that's like, it's almost like, you know, you know, growing up rooting for the Mountaineers, going to, ba- going to football games. And I didn't start going to basketball games until I was older, but I still love it. It's almost like just for the memory part of it, because, you know, you said you lost some of that passion. Maybe it's just because we've lost so much. I mean, we've Maybe. lost 47 conference games up to this point in the past five years. So it's like, if you lose so much, how are we supposed to be passionate when you're getting your ass kicked every night? Not literally, you know I mean? We're in these games, but you're still, you can't find a way to win. So I don't know, but yeah. So not a good place for the basketball program right now. And, you know, they made some changes, made some moves. I don't even know. This is like sad because you get so involved in your kids' lives and doing what they're doing. I don't even know who we play this Saturday. Any clue? Let me look. Uh, I think it's Oklahoma. Okay. And, and, you know, they're a middle-of-the-road team, too. Um, But we'll see. They had Kansas on the ropes a couple days ago, and then I think Kansas – at Kansas. At Kansas, I think Kansas was down 10 with less than five to go. And still won. And still won, yeah. Yep, yep. And, and, you know, that's even like – Last night. Now, there for a while, the first three losses we had, Kip Kissinger was on every one of those calls. He was a ref on every one of those calls. So we can't even. He's going to retire. Jesus. I don't know. But I do know that Hug said in his post game last night that we had that crew last night. He's, his exact words were, we won't get a better crew than that. And Roger Whoa. Ayers. Roger Ayers. Ayers is the best one in the country. And he's still not great, but he's, no. he probably is the best one in the country. Yeah. And the and the other two were kind of just, I mean, solid. You probably won't have a better call than that. Probably at least you hit, it's the least um, anti-hugs group you'll have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because we, you, you know some of those guys hate hugs. Yeah. Just hate it. Well, that's even <laughs> like um, – and they, and therefore they hate the team. I mean, we, we didn't talk about this in the detail because, you know, it was a couple games ago. But that, that Stevenson technical – at Oklahoma State. I mean, they said he grabbed his crotch during Marcus Smart. I did not see that at all. I didn't see it on the video, but there's clear pictures of it. I, so we just didn't have that, a good angle? But, yeah, the vi- the video, there was no angle, but there's still pictures. He's clearly looking right at, at Smart, and he's got a handful, and he's, but, he's shaking it. Because on the video, it's like he was flexing with his arms by his side as he was backpedaling. Yeah, that's I mean, what because the video wasn't real good, but the picture's clear. <laughs> been a different, I don't know, a different time in the in the game when that picture was taken. I I don't know. I just I didn't see it. I thought it was bull crap. I mean, that gave him, you know, technically his fourth foul, and uh, then that led to uh, the next, maybe the next possession down. He goes out of control and buries his head. Yeah, and uh, gets an offensive foul. So. He he to me is playing like someone who shows that he can play. He balls out against teams who are just slightly worse. Yep, but he's been getting swallowed up by teams that are athletically yep. defensive. Yeah, have athletically defensive guys that are you know can stay on him. And you know what's hard about that is I think it's combination and and a little bit of it too. It's in his head, guys, because some it of these is. shots, he's wide open. I mean, he's getting open threes and just clanking them. 
right now. Yep. I mean, I don't know what he is. I mean, he, he's gotten on some heaters, but but he's missed a lot of open shots. And then he forces shots. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and then he – because he wants – he wants to win so bad that he does oh, yeah. too much. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. Hopefully we can turn around – because one of my favorite things is for us to be in March Madness in the in the bracket. You know, we haven't done that last year. We did it the year before, right? When we had Deuce. Deuces last year, we lost a, a bad Syracuse team. Um, so you know, it just it just sucks. You know, after the football season we just had, the basketball team started tight and hot, and it's like we're all excited, we're overly excited, and then you know we're kind of crashing back down now. Or we have crashed back down if you're over four in the conference. Oh, yeah. So, all right, boys. Well, crashed. anything else before we end this one and jump on another one? 